Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. We all get impressed sometimes with the wrong things. We, we get enamored with things that really don't matter, but oh, they, they strike us in such a way, they capture our, our minds and our imaginations. Uh, it's the, the bright lights, it's the big buildings, it is the sign of success and the symbols of prosperity, and we think, oh, this is, this is really something. Even the disciples were not immune to that. As a matter of fact, when we've come to Mark chapter 13, it opens with a most interesting uh, setting. Now, Mark 13 is a unique chapter. We're going to walk through the entire thing. It is a, a chapter that deals a great deal with the nation of Israel. There's a lot of prophecy in Mark chapter 13. And uh, frankly, Mark chapter 13 is a chapter that has been misunderstood by many people. And we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit will give us understanding as we journey through it with the Lord Jesus. But I want you to get the setting of this chapter. Because in Mark 13 verse 1, the Bible says, And as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples saith unto him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And if you're looking at your Bible, Mark 13 verse 1, there's actually an exclamation point at the end of that verse, which means this was not a passing comment. Uh, this was said with excitement, with exuberance. Uh, the disciples are really impressed with the temple that they have been in. And they've just walked through a, an archway. They've walked through out into the courtyard uh, where Herod had built this magnificent structure. As a matter of fact, we don't have time to talk about it in detail, but the temple that Herod built at the time was one of the wonders of the world. Uh, it's, it's fascinating really to read about all that he did in the construction of it, because for Herod, it really was not about God. It was a testimony to him, to his throne, and to his reign. And so it was impressive, there can be no doubt, but it really was all about man, what man could produce, what man could do, and the credit man would get because of it. Well, even the disciples were not immune to that. They were so impressed with the architecture. What manner of stones and what buildings are here? And Jesus says in verse 2, Jesus answering said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now I want you to think about that. They're looking at something, the stones so enormous and the buildings so impressive that they would think this is going to be here forever, for centuries. And Jesus says, I just want you to know, everything you're looking at, not one stone is going to stay on top of another stone. Now, there's a double meaning in this prophecy that Jesus gives. Remember, he knows the end from the beginning. In AD 70, Titus is going to invade Jerusalem and is going to literally level this temple. It will be no more. So in history, we know that this has already been fulfilled. But there's not just history here for us. There's also prophecy. Because Jesus is going to go on in Mark chapter 13 and talk about the end of time. And we know that someday uh, there's going to be a final temple, uh, a temple that is going to be 
uh, abused and misused and then the Lord Jesus is going to come and cleanse it one final time and He's going to rule and reign in it. So there's a prophetic element to this. We're, we're moving toward not just the end of the book but the end of the age, the end of time. And so the Lord Jesus is, is about to give His disciples some parting words to prepare them before He leaves them. Now, verse 3 is interesting. The Bible says, And as He sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked Him privately, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Now, we're going to study Jesus' answer, but I want to pause there today and point out a few interesting things and then make an application. Now, one thing that is powerful to me is where Jesus is sitting. Remember, the Holy Spirit gives every word on purpose. He's sitting upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple. If you study prophecy, you're going to find out that when the Lord Jesus finally comes, when He comes back to this earth, what the Scripture refers to as the day of the Lord, and that's what He's about to tell them about, Guess where he's coming back to? Geographically, he's coming back to the Mount of Olives. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that his feet are going to touch down on the Mount of Olives. And when that happens, that giant mountain is going to cleave in two and create a great valley. And that valley is going to be the place of judgment that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to bring. And so get the, not the irony, but the providence of God in it all. Jesus tells them about it sitting on the Mount of Olives at the very place where He will return someday. Oh, this is a beautiful truth. Look, friend, the heaven belongs to Him. The earth belongs to Him. Uh, Satan may have his day. Man may have his day. But in the end, the Lord will have His day. And so, uh, these four disciples. Now, we have the inner circle, Peter, James, and John. But now Andrew has joined them. Remember, Andrew was the one that brought Simon Peter to Christ initially. And so Andrew, ever interested and very near the Lord, is right there with them. And they ask him privately, tell us, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? They basically ask two questions. Mark them in your Bible in verse number 4 of Mark chapter 13. When and what? Isn't that what we still want to know today? When is all this going to happen? And what are the signs that will help us get ready? When and what? I'm thinking now of Acts chapter number 1 where the Bible says it's not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father hath put in His own power. Uh, There are some questions you're not going to get answered. You just know it's going to happen. Uh, He's not going to tell us the exact date. No man knows the day or the hour. If anybody tells you they do know, get as far away from them as you possibly can because no one knows that when. Uh, What about the signs? Well, the Lord's going to give them some signs, some things that lead up to the end of the age, and we're going to study that through Mark chapter 13. Uh, But I would suggest to you that they really were, were asking two legitimate questions, questions we all would ask, but they were missing the greatest question. Now, the greater question, in light of what Jesus has just said about all of these stones being knocked down and all these great buildings being gone, is why? They, they missed a great question here. Uh, why will all these things be gone? And the answer is because all these things are temporal things. They're all short term. And what Jesus is doing, His kingdom and His temple is eternal. Uh, maybe the greater question we should be asking today is not when is Jesus coming and what are the signs in the news that the end is drawing near. Maybe the greater question is why are we living 
for so many temporary things and neglecting the eternal. Why are we so enamored with buildings and money and things and materialism and missing that which lasts forever? Someone wrote, Pride of man and earthly glory, sword and crown betray his trust. What with care and toil he buildeth, tower and temple fall to dust. But God's power, hour by hour, is my temple and my tower. Remember in the Old Testament they built the Tower of Babel. They were going to be something. In this New Testament era, in Mark 13, Herod had built a temple for his own glory. But the temple and the tower, they all come to dust if they're for man, if they're for this age. But my temple and my tower are the Lord Himself. And I want to challenge you today not to live for buildings and money and material things and the things that we so often and easily get enamored with. Don't let this world system take you, my friend. Live for eternity because Jesus is coming and only His kingdom will endure forever. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.